and good day. I'm Jean Lawler, and I'm your host of the Roads to Resolution, Closure, Certainty podcast. It's a pleasure to be with you here today. As a mediator, I'm honored to be invited into other people's lives for a few hours. Like all of our lives, lives shaped by the many roads that have brought us to our today, roads leading to the unexpected, and to roads holding the promise of tomorrow. So that said, How do your roads lead to working as a mediator, transitioning from a law practice to a mediation practice, switching uh, gears, so to speak? I thought today I would just talk about the practicalities of setting up your office. Uh, In a second uh, session, I'll talk about actually getting your practice going. So this one is more nuts and bolts. I get asked all the time about just different questions about setting up the office, uh, getting started in a mediation practice. So leaving aside the actual practice itself and focusing on uh, the more mundane things maybe, but the very exciting things, let's get to it. First of all, Remember that when you're starting your mediation practice, that you're really starting a business. So it's a small business, perhaps. Maybe you're joining a panel, but you would have your office also at home. Uh, maybe you're mediating solely by Zoom. Maybe, 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 maybe. You know, it, it, it is what you want to make it. So let's just talk for the moment about an independent mediator who is, is, um, well, whether you're independent or not, actually, even if you're on a panel, you're still independent. And so what do you need to do to set up your new practice, your new office, and and get going? First of all is the um, formation, the formation of the business. You know, what's your name going to be? Do you need to uh, become an LLC or some other sort of corporate entity? Think about those things. Check the laws in your state for uh, what sort of corporate documents you would need to file, what business license you would need to get for the area in which you are practicing, and then also for a website, what name to use for the website and how that ties into the name of your business, how that ties into your corporate name. Hopefully it's not taken, uh, whatever it is you want to use. But first of all is, of course, getting your business structure in place with your name and the legalities a set. So assuming you've got that in place, then what about getting the office set up, the um, practice-facing operations of the office? In other words, the internal, so to speak, the ones that people don't see but that are so important because they'll make your life easier. Maybe you're coming from a law firm where you've had a secretary, you've had a marketing department, you've had all sorts of staff able to help you. And now in your business, you may be the only one who's doing everything or you're making, you will be making a decision on what to outsource to others who maybe to hire. You know, it just depends. But that also comes as it goes along probably. Um, for most people. So let's just talk about getting the an office and your operations set up. You know, you've used certain programs for years, perhaps at your law firm. And I remember when I was setting up my practice uh, of different programs we had used, and I automatically gravitated toward those programs. 
Well, a lot of them may have been much more expensive than I really needed to um, uh, to sign up for because the world has changed. Certainly, there's so many, there are so many things available out there, and pricing. In the in now that it's your business, your sole business, you're not a partner in law firm anymore. These are not part of the big um, overhead expenses and all the revenue that's coming in to pay for those. Every hour that you spend uh, mediating is an hour that I would think you would want to have more of your uh, fee revenue going into your pocket rather than going to pay for uh, expenses. And so look at that very carefully. Remember, you're setting up a business. Now, uh, what I will be talking about probably will be mostly um, uh, programs that I have used. So your first one is which tech are you going to go with? Microsoft 365 with Office, um, Outlook, Word, PowerPoint, Excel, OneDrive. Those are what I went with, and I find them invaluable. I find um, most businesses, most law firms anyway, use those. Others go with the Google um, uh, suite of apps and things. But whatever it is that you choose to go with, Pick something that you're familiar with. Make it life easy on yourself. Uh, so like I said, for me, it was Microsoft. And um, and then with Outlook, for example, with my email, I got that set up so that I have uh, the encryption and I also have it HIPAA protected so that if I do receive uh, briefs, for example, that might include um, medical reports, things like that, private information, that I do have that as being compliant. Um, OneDrive is what I use to store briefs and documents in uh, while the matter is active, and then whatever other public documents uh, might be there. Uh, PowerPoint, Word, Excel, those are all, you know, definitely uh, helpful. Adobe, of course, don't get the reader uh, version. Go ahead and subscribe to the uh, Adobe program that lets you edit you know, PDF documents, I think it's about $179, $159 a year. Well worth it. Zapier. If you don't know about Zapier, Z-A-P-I-E-R, consider it like hiring an assistant in your office. It is a, um, it's an app that lets you automate different functions. Now, um, Microsoft Office has that as well, but um, definitely look at Zapier to see if that might fit your needs. I did, and I used it so that when I had an, what I called an intake form filled out internally, that then I would get an email. Zapier would set up a calendar slip for me. It would set up the internal um, file folder, and then I had email language acknowledgement uh, letters, acknowledgement emails automated so that they would come into my email immediately. And then I could um, use those to modify however I wanted and send them on. So that is, is fantastic. And it's, I think, less than $200 a year also. Um, in terms of that, you, you should have some sort of a database where you're entering your information about the um, matters that you will be handling. Generally, I um, entered input or enter 
and input uh, information about the type of matter, the lawyers, the date of the mediation, afterwards if it's settled or not, things like that. And I couldn't find a case, like a case management program, essentially, that you'd be used to in a law firm. I could not find one of those when I was in practice uh, or when I was starting my practice. And so I created my own, essentially. There are uh, wonderful ones available now. More people have gotten into that, I guess, to create them. But I used WUFO, that's W-U-F-O-O, which is a survey monkey company set up my own questionnaire, which really is an intake form. And then I uh, did hire somebody who would enter the information into the intake form that in, in turn then went to the, to the Zapier, to the Zaps, that then created all those calendar slips, et cetera, et cetera. And then I could always sort, I could look for information, I could run conflict checks. So that was a very, and it is uh, a, a type, a very easy type of way to do it that is very functional and is lower cost. There are, of course, plenty of programs, case management programs out there. They include uh, some of them, everything but the kitchen sink. Uh, I just wanted simplicity. For case management programs today, I would um, suggest maybe look at uh, ADR Notable. There's something else called uh, Fourth Party that is just getting going, which is very nice and simple. And of course, there are many of the, the big ones that law firms would use that you could modify. But these others are meant uh, for mediators or arbitrators, people in the dispute resolution industry. And so anyway, moving along, um, you, you need some, uh, you need some place to, you know, keep your financial records. QuickBooks is what I personally use. I went with the desktop version because it was a lot less expensive than the online version. Uh, you buy it once and it can last for three years before you have to update it. But the online version is tremendous as well. So something like that. One thing that I would point out if you are using Outlook, when you do an email, when you open an email to send, to, to draft an email, if you go to um, insert, there's something called Quick Parts, and you can create templates in Quick Parts, Say, save your wording of your acknowledgement emails, of your um you know, your Zoom things, maybe if you're doing that, your, your billing, any, anything like that. And um, so I've got all of these saved with different categories in uh, quick parts. And when I need to send out a particular type of letter that I've, or email that I've already saved the style of, I just go to quick parts and I click that and voila, there it is. You know, you'll definitely need an online calendar, uh, whether you choose to make it available to the public or not, that of course is a choice for you, but um, Squarespace, for example, if you choose Squarespace for your uh, website, they actually have email campaigns and um, the Acuity calendaring all available and uh, built in. I do think that you should also get a VPN. Uh, one of my uh, tech providers who um, was working with me originally, he recommended PIA and uh, as a VPN, and I, I purchased that. A lot of companies have that. And again, you pay for it by the year, whatever. 
it's well less than a hundred dollars a year if I remember correctly. Uh, but I use that if I'm in a hotel. I mean, you could use it in your office. You know, anywhere where there could be a danger of um, not having proper security and protection on what you're doing. I mean, you could use it all the time if you wanted. Um, printed materials. You can get business cards, note cards uh, from all kinds of places. I personally get them from Moo and uh, social media, LinkedIn, Clubhouse are the two. Anyway, there's just so much more. Then the uh, one other thing in particular that I would mention would be your phones. What kind of phone service do you want? Do you want a virtual receptionist, which I would highly recommend, not just an answering machine? And uh, banking, do you want to collect, uh, take uh, funds by credit card or ACH? Law pay is very good for that. And so those are just a few little nuggets from my own experiences. Thank you so much for joining me today. Please feel free to follow me on LinkedIn. You can find my website at LawlerADR.com. I'm on um, Roast Resolution, Closure and Certainty channel on YouTube. And thank you so much. Bye.